0: You're listening to Fat Stack Sports, now on Spotify.
1: I guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about
2: me. Cause you said forever, now I drive alone past your street. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe. I can't breathe, but I still fight. While well, I can't fight. As long as the phone feels right, it's like I'm in flight. I trouble a long, drunk on my
1: head. It's like I'm off in...
2: Hopping- all right, Fast Act Sports Show. It is early
3: September. We are officially in the swing of college football season. We're going to get to that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL football coming up, but before we do yo-yo, I have to regale you with what has been what I like to call a hell week for me personally. So let me just lay the groundwork of a couple of things right off the rip so that I can set up the story the right way. So about earlier this season, earlier in the summer, I was actually talking to you on the phone when this happened. Now that I think about it, I was at a gas station when I noticed something was leaking out of my car. I then proceeded to get on all fours and I'm looking at it and it looks like it's water dripping from this thing and I'm like just so perplexed. Fast forward about 30 seconds, a guy in a, like a, a redneck in a country truck pulls up right alongside me and looks at me about as dumb as someone can look at someone and says, you realize that's your air conditioning, right? And so, so why I say that is I'm not the biggest car guy. You know, you know that, I know that. I don't pretend to be um, so the last two weeks, it's kind of like a perfect hell storm. Dude, how this can let happens. me just interrupt, dude.
0: Um, it's your air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about as dumb as I've ever felt. Um, continue, like, ah, continue. continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just like, yeah,
3: thanks, man. Like, I, I mean, obviously I was like. I mean, I would have been staring at it for another five minutes if he hadn't said something. So I appreciated it.
0: <laughs> I would have like tried to play it off like, well, you know what? I thought I thought that's what it was or like something dude, like that. Uh, if,
3: you can't dude. If you're an idiot, the, word, the only reason the only way you can make yourself look like an even bigger idiot is to act like you're not. An idiot, man.
0: You're right. Like, but no, like, like, so no what occurs. did you say? Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, man. I like I forgot.
3: No, I was just like, oh, thanks for. No, I just said like, oh, like I just was like, oh, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that.
0: But Thanks for now. discovering um, this for me. Yeah. So anyway,
3: okay. So from there, so I don't know what type, what type of person are you when it comes to like filling up gas? Like, do you, do you go to all different sorts of gas stations to try to find the cheapest one? Or
0: is it kind of just like whatever's closest? that's what I'm filling. No, station. I go to Casey's, I go to Casey's gas station in Des Moines, Iowa in Urbandale, Iowa, every single time I fill up for gas. Cause I have a card and it's rewards points. Um, And Hoover's actually pays for my gas on my truck. So, um, so Hoover's, uh, with that, I get free rewards points with no payments on my card.
3: Nice. So, okay. So the way I'm setting this up is essentially, so I never look at my gas tank. I never really check it. Uh, Whatever gas costs, it costs, uh, it's not like it's something that I can just not pay for. You know, I need it. Yeah. So the way that the stars aligned this this past two or three weeks is, I'm in the middle of 21 straight days working, right? So yeah. when I noticed that my car was leaking something um, last week, I just figured, oh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It's probably oil, or it's it's uh, maybe well,
0: you don't want to you don't want to be leaking oil. Well,
3: <laughs> I just figured it was. Well, dude. I, well, so here's what I'm saying is. I did not have the ability. I've been working 10-hour days for the last 21 straight that days. No big deal. You i
0: know, um, just leaking oil.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was one of those things where I was like, all right, it's definitely not good, but I'll get it fixed on my next off day. All right, yeah. So all right, fast yeah. forward. This, this, this went on for about a week, and uh, I just kind of kept living with it. Whole week goes by with this problem. Uh, and it finally clicks in my brain when I go to Perry. And I fill up my car all the way full. And then I drive home to, to my house about 15 minutes away in Corona. No. And, and about a quarter of the tank is gone when I go to get back in my car. And I go, what the fuck? What is going on? And then right as I'm pulling out of the driveway, I like my, all of a sudden my brain clicks. And I go, oh, wait. I do a circle around, come back to my driveway, see
0: a big old pile of gas there. And I go, oh, no. You're Dude, leaking I have
3: been gas. <laughs> so I then realized what the problem has been because the, the backstory I didn't provide was this: these last like two weeks when I've been driving an hour 15 back and forth to work every day. Because my last move-in day at my apartment at Ipsy, which I subleased from you, to the day when I can move into my next apartment, which is next Tuesday – I've been driving back and forth. There's no other option I have. So I've been driving back and forth every day. And I just kind of figured, oh, gas is expensive. You know, this is just how much gas I burn through. I was basically filling up my tank every day. And I wasn't filling it up every day, but I would say every other day I was filling it up, 50 bucks a pop. When did it dawn on you? It just dawned on me uh, two days ago that this was happening. So then I go back and check my Huntington bank statements because it tracks like your gas money every month. How much money do you think I spent on gas in the month of August?
0: Seven hundred dollars.
3: Four hundred dollars. Oh, four hundred (laughs) dollars. So I'm like, it's one of those things where you just gotta
0: you gotta laugh. You either laugh or you cry, so you might as well just laugh about it. How are you not broke?
3: Oh, I'm broke, man. I'm paycheck to paycheck right now.
0: Yeah, I think we found out why.
3: Yeah, so so basically, the whole long and short of the story is, I'm an idiot, and I, I, I'm not a car guy. And a lesson learned: I'm now I now analyze my gas can or my gas tank before I start driving, and after I'm done driving every single day because I was literally throwing cash into a well, and it's gone forever.
0: Wow. Um. So, what did you do? Is this car getting fixed? It's been fixed. I, I
3: got it finally. Well, the reason that I, I didn't get the oil prop fixed earlier is because my parents weren't, weren't – weren't, I, no, I had no car to take, right? And I, it's not like I could just sit around and have my car – would be without a car for a day because I'm driving two and a half hours uh, round trip to work every day. So finally, yeah. you know, like when, when, when the gas problem – when I finally connected the dots that it was a gas problem and this is something that needs to be fixed ASAP, finally then my parents let me take their car for a day. So it is now fixed.
0: Nice. So where did you take it?
3: Uh, just young olds, uh, classic car dealership. They I thought a hole because because of this gas line, the hole in my gas line, my car, like when I would start it in the mornings, like it would take forever to start. Like it would be turning over for like seven, eight seconds before it would finally start. Uh, so I thought that was a problem as well, but no, that was all just due to the fuel line. So, car is 100% good to go, I'm ready to roll, and I'm back on the road feeling good.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's a a hell of a story to start this pod. (laughs) I tell you that much.
3: I mean, it just shows how big of an idiot I am. I mean, there's really no other way to, there's no other synopsis to come from that story other than I'm a jackass.
0: Dude, just think, someone could have like went behind you and like lit a match, and it would have like finally led back to your car. Think about
3: that. Think if I was just smoking a cigarette and I happened to drop it outside my car.
0: It was You're in flames. <laughs> that yeah. would be in flames.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Literal flames.
0: Wow. Dude, I'm surprised nothing happened. Yeah, so, someone, in your, someone in your neighborhood, you know, bonfire, spark kind of flies into it. All of a sudden your yard's on fire.
3: Yeah, no, dude. That's still. I mean, it still could happen. I mean, I've been leaking gas all over the freaking state for the last month.
0: That's what I'm saying. What if someone like like lit a match and like followed your exact route and like tonight that that route of fire is gonna like hit your car? <laughs>
3: Good. Um So yeah, that's basically what's been going on with me. Uh, yo-yo, what's actually going on with
0: you? Last Talk week about now? a yo-yo thought. <laughs> that was a yo-yo thought right there. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think the science behind that would actually work because I don't think it was like a steady, constant stream. It was like a drop falling out of my car. I like like to think of it as a steady stream coming out of your car.
3: (laughs) No, it's not quite that. Not quite that. I'm just lucky that I never got in my car in the morning. Imagine if I was like at work uh, and I get in my car to leave that day and I get in and tanks at zero. At least that never happened to me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't that. I mean, I mean that would have been pretty funny, but like you would have found you would have found out quicker probably.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it could have been a lot worse. I mean, at the end of the day, I probably threw away 200 bucks on gas when you're looking at it. But hey, at least there's not something long term wrong with my car, which I thought there was uh, with the starter not uh, acting right. But I'm feeling good. But like I said, Yo, what the heck have you been up to,
0: brother? Oh, uh, do I have a story for you? so uh so i get home from work and then i yesterday i got a haircut uh yo-yo's got a fade uh fat actually said it yeah, i saw sick that fade.
3: What, what what is that like a new hairstyle you're going with now what exactly was the hairstyle
0: i've had like 25 hairstyles
3: <laughs> you've gone from anywhere from what they call it the, the jot mad cut
0: to John Madden, uh, to um,
3: the lasers, the, the lasers cut to
0: the side. Lasers to uh, to like a fuck boy. <laughs> to,
3: to now what TikTok
0: cut? Yeah, no. So now it's just it's a ball. It's like a balder fade on the side, and it keeps it um like kind of long at the top. I got saluted three times today at work. It's Army cut, I love it. Army cut, so, all right. keep it straight, straight to the point, strict. Um. So, okay, so I was told at the barbershop we were just talking. And um, so yo yo, I so I live downtown Des Moines, and there, I live across the street from a US bank. Now this yep. U, this US bank is massive. It's about four different, it's about four stories. And we've been joking, uh, like when my parent uh, father yo yo uh haven't said that name on this pod in a while. Father Yo Yo and Mother Yo Yo were out here and um my me and father yo-yo started talking and we're like wow this is the time to like rob the bank you know if someone were to do it like do it now and we were kind of laughing about it like joking about it wait wait
3: wait why was it why was it the time to
0: do it oh sorry i never i never said that there was um they're they're redoing all the hvac and ac so all like the windows up top are like gone it's just wide open (laughs) into the bank all right so, like, yeah, it's very vulnerable. And so, I'm at the barbershop, and all of a sudden, like, they, they you know, barbershop talk. They start talking, and they're like, yeah, did you hear about the U.S. Bank that was uh, robbed at, gun, robbed at uh, gunpoint uh, down in <laughs> Des Moines? And I'm like, no way. I live right across the street. So, I started talking to them. And turns out at 11 a.m., <laughs> the real story is there was no gun. <laughs> and... It was a middle aged lady. She walked into the U.S. bank's front doors at 11 a.m. Yep. Walks out with a shit ton of cash, about 300 grand. (laughs) Right back out the front door. No guns, no nothing. Pretty much like just about was like on a silver platter for her. Yeah. And walked to a car rental like uh like a used car dealership on the outskirt of downtown and was buddy buddy and her plan to escape was right there and as she um she was buddy buddy with like the, the she gave like the car dealership a cut and as um as she was leaving she got arrested oh I'm but here's the there? thing but here's the thing with it if she would have got arrested This is how crazy timing is. If she would have got arrested on the walk over, then the dealership would have not – Oh, yeah, because she got arrested and the whole dealership got shut down and the owner got arrested. So if she would have got caught before she got to the dealership, the dealership would
3: have been fine. Yeah. Is there a more like – kind of just a classic crime than robbing a bank? I mean, there's really, who are the, there's no victims
0: in it, really. There were zero victim. If anything, if anything, they're the winners because they ripped off the government instead of the government ripping off us.
3: It's just like, I I just imagine it being, it's maybe the best crime that you can commit where no one's really going to be mad at you for
0: doing it. And it's awesome if you somehow, some way pulled it off. How do you get caught is the question.
3: Robbing a bank?
0: Yeah, how do you get caught? Like, dude, she literally how, walked. You she walked out the front entrance, like, and no one was onto her. No one had a sw- uh, sniff of her yet. Like, how do you get caught in a car dealership?
3: I'm gu- if I had to guess, somebody in that dealership ratted out, ratted them out.
0: Cause how it was a she, and like, how could like, where would you go? It put your, put fats in in her shoes. When she walks out, when you walk out of the doors, scot free with three hundred grand in like a purse, where are you going?
3: Well, here's the thing: is the fact it sounds like she had this all planned out before, which is smart. You should not just figure it out as soon as you walk out those doors. Uh, but you have to, you have to find somebody's car that you can use. And like, I don't get, know if you like
0: like a getaway car,
3: right? You have to have some sort of car that is not under your name. That's not what they would suspect, like a rental car or like what they're she was doing, this dealership plan.
0: And you need to get the hell to Mexico. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I don't know how you get caught. Like, she had no car. She had to walk. It was probably like a 35-minute walk with thirty three hundred grand in her purse.
3: You know who would have uh, figured it out is, um, what the hell is this guy's, oh, uh, Sarah Cameron's dad. What the fuck?
0: What the fuck? What oh, dad? Um, <laughs> Levi. It wasn't Levi. It no, was, it's not uh, Levi. It's uh, uh, Levi. <laughs> Cameron. What the it's uh, uh, Pope. There's
3: Rave. Pope. And
0: Pope? There's Pope Pope. Pope.
3: No, it's not Pope. That is the part of their crew. Oh there's shit. Rave Cameron. Sarah Cameron and uh, the dad. Whatever. Okay.
0: Whatever no, what's dad, his name? No, I'm not going. I'm not moving on until we figure out his name. It was um, um for those who are
3: are are do not know what we're talking about, it's outer banks. Um the dad in this show is one a scumbag, but he just he's one of those guys that finds his way out of every situation. Got it,
0: got of, it, got it, got it. Ward.
3: Yeah, Ward Cameron. Ward Cameron would would have known what to do leaving that bank.
0: I mean I guess, but I mean out of everyone you pick, you pick him, you don't pick like like a criminal. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Ward. I don't think Ward would figure that out.
3: Ward, he does. He does figure it out. But really. I mean, if the kids weren't so gung going against him during the whole Outer Banks show, he would have had that whole plan airtight. Airtight. Real quick, before we get into uh, college football uh, week one, just a quick Outer Banks uh, recap. What What is your thoughts on Rafe Cameron, the character?
0: I mean, he made me hate him at some points. Like, he's a good
3: actor. Right. The way I look at it is that guy was the star of the show. He really was. Uh, you can't take your eyes off the screen when Rafe is on the screen.
0: No, you're right. He's kind of like the, um, yeah, like he makes you angry. <laughs> I uh, know, he's, he's pretty classic too.
3: How old do you think uh, the actor that plays John B. is?
0: I know he's older. I've looked it up.
3: 28 years old.
0: You think either one of us would look like that when we're
3: 28? <laughs> no, no shot. I will say, he is like a very charming character. I, I do enjoy him. It, it definitely ruins it a little bit. When, here's my problem with people that, and I'm kind of contradicting myself here. That show, if they had casted it as like 15 and 16-year-olds, the show is horrible, right? I mean, half the reason why the show is so good is because the actors and actresses are freaking 25 years old and they somewhat look like high schoolers. I mean, you just have to kind of suspend your disbelief and just accept that they're going to be older actors that play these roles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's weird as hell if they're younger. <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, there's like sex scenes and and all the other stuff that goes on in that show that would have been weird as hell if you knew that these kids, they were literally kids. Yeah, that's weird.
0: I don't think of it uh, that way.
3: All right, right, college football week one. Where do we want to start? What what was the game that kind of stole the show, in your opinion, from week one?
0: I mean, just how Georgia is actually legit this year.
1: Hello? You just got out
0: repeating. Oh. I just said, and number one has to be when we talk about how, you know, Georgia is actually legit this year.
3: You're cutting kind of in and out. Can, uh, this, if you're listening to this, this is staying in the pod. I cannot hear Yo-Yo Ball right
0: now. Hello? Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> so... It has to be Georgia and Clemson. I've said it three times for the listeners. <laughs> Here's the thing: <laughs> someone's gonna, okay. someone is okay, going to listen, listen to that. Someone's gonna listen to that, and I'm going to be have said that three times in the pod, and they're going to be losing their shit right now.
3: <laughs> okay, the biggest. I wouldn't say that was the greatest game, but I no, mean, the biggest. So, wow, Georgia's defense.
0: Oh, Good yeah, dude, God. pretty much book it, me taking the under in every single Georgia game this year. Uh, it's
3: like Michigan versus Western Michigan at noon.
0: Sorry, you cut then, out, like, you cut out after you said Georgia.
3: <laughs> it's funny when you watch, are you being serious or are you joking with me? No, you? I'm
0: being dead serious. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, uh, it's funny how you go from watching Michigan versus Western at noon. And then you watch Clemson versus Georgia. It, it's like they're not even playing the same sport, man. The mm. speed, the strength. Uh, Georgia's, like, defensive line, or Aurora, whatever. Dude, I don't know who these guys are, but if you line them up against Michigan or uh, Michigan State, for that fact, Blake Corum, Kenneth Walker, dude, they, they're
0: not running for more than 20 yards against that defense. Yeah, it, um, <laughs> they're a bunch of men playing a boys game. Shark and a fish bowl.
3: <laughs> It was. Um, it, that was a crazy ball. Dude, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend, it has to be Notre Dame, Florida State. See,
0: I games. was going to say that, but my other my my other take, I mean, UCLA, Chip Kelly, is back, man. They just, they, they stomped LSU.
3: There are certain people and certain teams that when they're good, college football is a lot better for it. Uh, for example, I
1: mean Notre Dame and Florida State. If Florida State can get back to where they were when they were under the Jimbo Fisher days,
3: yeah, we need that. We need the ACC team that is a good, good team because when where we're currently at right now is just the SEC. Clemson seems to be, seemingly has taken a step back, uh, so we're at this weird point where we need Florida State to be relevant. Uh, and we need somebody out West. We need an Oregon to be relevant. We need USC. Teams like that, when they are good, college football is better. And I along agree those same lines, Chip Kelly, when Chip Kelly is dialing up the offense and just is, and it is lighting up an SEC defense with the with Zach Charbonnet as his best player, that's the Chip Kelly we want. And that's Chip Kelly we need in college football. And boy, oh boy, I'm glad he's back.
0: Yeah. So I great. mean, that had to be, for me at least, the biggest game because – one uh well we both uh, we both bet on it and right. and two like it was just oh it was simple dude I mean I knew it was gonna happen and they looked they still looked freaking phenomenal um so that was an awesome game to watch. yeah the Clemson Georgia wasn't a very good game to watch I, I agree but I mean as a pure football fan, I actually really enjoyed watching like Georgia's defense because that might be the best defense we've seen in a long time.
3: Dude, I, it, it, it's weird saying it, but the best defense I've ever seen is still Michigan State, like 2013.
0: Well, yeah, those, we we're biased, were dude. We we're biased because those Spartan dogs, that, that yeah, you say Spartan dogs, that terrifies every single Michigan fan.
3: That defense was fucking unreal,
0: man. Yeah, that's we're very biased with that. I mean, yeah, they were very good. Like, they won the Rose Bowl with it. But that same defense... Um, Shelley Calhoun gets stiff armed with one one stiff one freaking arm, uh, Derrick Henry, and they get shut out. So how good were they? That's true. That is very true. I mean, it wasn't the
3: same, the totally the same team. But I mean, I bet probably seven or eight of the same guys returned uh, for that defense. So no, I see your point.
0: Um, dude, go back to, dude, four, back to it. Derrick Henry shoved him with Shelley Calhoun, <laughs> threw him like a baby
3: maybe my favorite college football play of all time was was that play right there yeah it, it, what's, what doesn't make sense about that play is if you watch it it like
0: it doesn't make sense like how Shelly Calhoun's body he does like a somersault yeah like, dude like there, he right? literally flipped him
3: dude <laughs> like I I get that Derrick Henry has a powerful stiff arm but I'm not sure how a stiff arm would make your body do that speaking of
0: that did you see world. the did you see the video of um uh, like he wants to have like real helmets and like real people to stiff <laughs> stu- arm. And so like, did you see that drill? <laughs> Dude,
3: I saw that. What the fuck is going on there?
0: So they had like four or five people on hands and knees, like they're like pretty much like his bit, like his dog, like his dogs. And yeah. he just runs by them and as hard as he can, like pl- like <laughs> shoves his like stiff arms every single guy's head, and it like bobbles.
3: Why did they do? it? Yeah, why they felt the need to do that? I don't know. I
0: wouldn't even. But, t- I wouldn't take three hundred
3: grand to do that.
0: <laughs> every <laughs> man has a. Every man has a line, man. Every man I has don't a line.
3: Is why are NFL players doing that? Have the freaking managers throw on a helmet and lay down on those bags and have them push their heads now? Why is he doing it to the other players on the team? <laughs>
0: No idea. It's wild. But every man has a line, and $300,000 would not make me cross that line.
3: Would you want to play for Brian Kelly?
0: No, I'd be executed, man.
3: (laughs) What did you think of that
0: whole – I thought it was a very normal comment for a coach to have after a game, and I thought nothing was wrong with it, and I want more of that out of Brian Kelly because I like that Brian Kelly.
3: I, seriously, if people act like he like really butchered the joke, it, it was kind of funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought like, it was. when you a- want him to like yeah. break down laughing like on camera after saying it, dude? People get mad at literally anything nowadays. They get mad to get mad. Like it, it, it's it blows my mind. Here's okay. I guess here's what I'm thinking. Do you think anyone is actually upset over that, or no? Do people like just like do white male journalists? We all know the type. But do they see that and they think? Someone's going to be mad about this. So I'm just going to be the guy that acts like I'm mad at it. So I'm yeah. going yep. to write this story. Yep.
0: That's what it is, dude. No one's mad at that. And I, I'm not
3: mad at it. and
0: like, But, like, you know, the narrative just gets spread through these certain reporters that, oh, he said he's going to execute the team. And then that's it. That's, all, that's how that rolls. <laughs>
3: um so let's go to the big the big meat and potatoes of today's show, uh, Michigan football. Week one against Western. Uh, I'm going to get my opening soliloquy here. You tell me if I'm not dead right on this. The two guys that jumped off the screen to me during that game, number one, uh, it was actually my brother who gave me this comparison, Mini Saquon, Blake Blake Corum. What an electric scat bat. He is. I'm loving this guy. He's immediately became... My favorite player on this team. Yeah. We go from there to number two, Ronnie Bell. Yeah. Uh, jumps, just total game breaker, him and Corum. And when you know it, right as we're getting hyped behind these two guys, two guys who I would say are like Ohio State-level talents.
0: Yeah, they're like pretty good. Positions. They're pretty good. They, yeah,
3: Guys, like players that Ohio State has maybe, you know, five or six of these guys, yeah. a team like Michigan has two of them. Yeah. And would you know it, right as Ronnie Bell is making an electric punt return, his leg is shot and his ACL is gone for the year. And so I thought Michigan looked good. I mean, you can't really put too much like credence into a win over Western. Western is the worst of all the Michigan Mac schools, in my opinion. Um, so you can't really go overboard about that. But the two things that I was super happy about was Blake Corum, and Roddy Bell, and one of those I can't even be happy about anymore because Roddy Bell's gone, though, for the entire year. Yeah. Thoughts uh, on those two no. guys and then Michigan as a whole.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Corum is going to be electric city man. Uh, I, he's just got to stay healthy, and I think he will. I mean, he – talk about, yeah, like you said, ultimate scat bag, just ultimate kind of go-to playmaker. Um, really excited about him. Um, what do you – my, my thoughts – so there's one, your one guy, and then my one other guy, you know, if it's not Ronnie Bell, uh, Mr. Hutchinson on the defensive line. <laughs>
3: Dude, I, don't, I mean, you can't even – our defenses, Michigan defense, I will say this. The teams that they should swallow up, they always have under our Harbaugh. The good teams like Ohio State and Penn State, they might run wild on us, but the teams that are like a western, central – Middle Tennessee State. We always just swallow
0: them right up. What do you think? What's his first name? Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, I thought it was.
3: Uh, it's like isn't it like AJ or something like
0: that? I don't know. Like, Either way, I don't. I don't know. But Hutchinson. I'm a big fan of Hutchinson for the fact that he's probably going to be a top five pick. I think it's Aiden, isn't it? Aiden. Hutchinson? Aiden. It's Aiden. Yeah. yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. He's going to be a top five pick. This dude's freaking massive. He's 6'6", 280.
3: <laughs> he's good. I mean, I, he didn't really jump off of the screen to me. I mean, no no one on the defensive side of the ball really like blew my mind. That looked great. I mean, we'll see this week against Washington on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but J.J. McCarthy, what a throw. I mean, oh, I, dude. that would be my point known on uh, J.J. McCarthy. I think he's a little bit uh, overrated. The got- I mean, my problem with J.J. McCarthy is if you remember... When Michigan was being was dog shit last year, they still could be this year. Time will tell. But last year, when they were one hundred percent dog shit, everyone was shitting on them. And JJ McCarthy came out of the woodworks saying how you guys should stop like flicking out. Like we're fine. Like we're gonna get this all corrected. This dude, the kid was a senior in high school acting like he was gonna. Totally resurrect the Michigan football program. Listen, if Jim Harbaugh himself couldn't resurrect this program, some snot-nosed teenager from IMG Academy isn't going to come in here and, and light the world on fire.
0: I don't know, no, man. He had said, what a throw. The throw!
3: Was electric. What a throw! I mean, yeah. the velocity—dude, he dupes the corner on. The corner did not think that JJ McCarthy had that throw in his in his in his box. And what do you know? He just slings it right over his head. What? A th- I mean, you just got to take your cap. That's one of the best throws I've seen in the last few years, without
0: would, a doubt. Would you, think, would you think that he might be gunning for that one spot soon? Like, this I don't year? I I mean, McNamara, it seems kind of like the
3: game manager. I mean, ever going from the Shea Patterson experience, which was turnover galore, I, I don't hate
0: just having a quarterback like McNamara, who is just not going to turn the ball over. There's and, just nothing uh, excited about him at all. There's not. But I don't think McCarthy, just because he made one,
3: Lucky. I mean, if we're being honest, a little bit of a lucky throw against Western. I'm not ready to hand over the keys to him. I
0: bet. I bet that's freshman. what people were saying about Baker at Oklahoma.
3: Baker went from dude. Baker was at Texas a- he was like in college for, for like two years before he ever even saw the field, man. Well, oh no, 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 excuse me. He was starting quarterback at uh, Texas Tech. Then he got. Uh, I think he was injured, and then he got replaced, and then he transferred from there to Oklahoma. That's how he. So it wasn't like he waltzed right into Oklahoma and started. No, no I he mean was, he already had two years. Under but what, what I'm
0: saying is that, like, I bet you his career started with a hell of a pass like that, and people started taking notice.
3: Oh, I see what you mean. Like he, like a similar sort
0: of similar sort, like kind of character. He seems I a little. Can't really
3: explain it, but like just
0: somehow electric. Can't really. Explain yeah, it yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: I, I mean. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that it, I, it, it the throw was impressive. But
0: yeah, I mean it's it, good right, to know that see, it's good to know there's a backup,
3: right? And uh, and he showed me more than I thought he had, honestly, in that one throw than I thought we were ever going to get out of that guy. Uh, so I'm a fan of it. But looking forward to Washington, or looking ahead to Washington, are you? Doesn't worry you at all the fact that Washington lost to Montana? Are you worried about the potential headline that this team that just lost to Montana
0: comes into the Big House night game and still wins, dude? There's no. I'm telling you, dude. I mean, yeah, that would be shitty as hell, and that like talk about end of the excitement of Michigan football for the year if they lose. Um, but there's no way they lose, dude. I I have zero way. I have zero. I have zero thought in my brain that they lose. It's a night game with a big house, and everyone on Twitter, everyone's correlating, and it's maze out. Everyone's yep. wearing yellow. The palms are going to be going. I've been to one of those under the lights games, and even Notre Dame, ten times better team, that both the years that they played them, uh, Michigan under the lights in the big house, the atmosphere is too much for them, and no one can beat them in those games. They don't lose in those games. We beat Penn State in that game. They don't lose in an, in an under, the they are 3-0 under the lights game. They are three and zero under the lights.
3: Do you ever think about what the how the hell did Michigan never have a night game before? What was that twenty ten?
0: Yeah, they never did. They didn't have <laughs> lights. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? So, dude, just think like, about it. Every time, like, there's a reason. It's a, you know, they you know how they call them the silent library or whatever. Like, it's like the biggest stadium, but like the yeah, quietest. Yeah, but it's so quiet. Yeah, yeah but. There's certain glimpses of that stadium where it's maximized full potential noise, and it's those night games, and there's a reason that it is one of the toughest places to play because of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say that, man, here's the thing that's got me licking my lips excited about Michigan. I don't think that we're like that good of a team. I think we're an okay team, but listen to this schedule. After we play Washington, we go to Northern Iowa, uh, then it's Rutgers. Or no, then it is. Uh, yeah, then it's Rutgers. Then Wisconsin. Then Nebraska. Bye week. Then Michigan State. So what we're looking at right now is if we can just beat Washington this weekend. We are looking at a one at, at worst, and that's if we lose to Wisconsin, which I think we have a shot at beating. They're they're not world beaters. No, they never are even in their best years. Yeah, we are going. We are staring down the barrel of a one at worst, one lost Michigan team heading into Michigan State. And wouldn't you know it? Michigan State looks like a hell of a team, uh, at least after Week One. Yeah. As well, so I'm just I'm just licking my lips. Get us get us to that matchup. I don't care what happens after that game, but just get us to that game with some freaking momentum rolling. Because if we can just beat Washington this week, we're gonna go into that Wisconsin game at four and Dude, I mean, we're not that good of a team, but you can trick yourself if you just get hot. Like, you know how the schedule sometimes aligns.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: A shitty team starts hot and then all of a sudden they're good just because they like think yeah. they're good? Yep. That is 100% in play for this mission. Dude, League. I don't know
0: why you're overlooking Rutgers, though. I get what you're saying. I'm I'm truly on board with it. But, dude, Rutgers is good. Come oh, on, dude. Come on, man. They Who just put, the put up 61. They just put up 61 last week. And they dropped a 60-burger. A Dude, their offense is actually kind of legit. They got a bunch of transfers from, like, everywhere. and this this They're going to win this week, too. They're playing Syracuse. They're going to blow them out.
3: Right. I mean, I, here's what I'll say. is I get what you're saying. Rutgers is not what they were five years no, ago. No, they weren't at all. I I mean, they're not at they, all. They're definitely a lot better of a program. But still, I wouldn't say that Michigan should not be at least uh, one to two touchdown favorite. No,
0: yeah, way. they should be. They'll probably be, like, a like 10-point 10, 10 favorite is my thought. Yeah, I mean. we're
3: going to be favored in every game. I, I other than maybe Wisconsin. I mean, time will tell. If we're undefeated going into that game, I bet Michigan will be favored. But yeah, it's. I mean, dude, I'm just laying it out. Does that not get you a little bit uh, salivating?
0: Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh dude, that's great. That's gonna. Be, if that happens, dude. Oh man, Michigan State. Um, I don't. I wonder what the rest of their schedule looks like up to the point.
3: It's 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 not it's they play Miami and then they play um, one other like decently tough
0: game before Michigan. Uh, I Dude. don't have it in front of me, but talk about if they somehow some way win these next couple, I'd be Dude, shaking Michigan in my State, boots.
3: I, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'm scared of this fucking running back man. Can
0: yeah, man, he had four he had four touchdowns. <laughs> four
3: touchdowns, 260 yards against Northwestern. Listen, Northwestern is not Western Michigan. I don't care if they're in a down year. You know that they have some players on on that defense. The defense is good every year under Pat Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: it's, It's eerily similar of, if you remember... Le'Veon Bell in senior year, the Le'Veon Bell year at Michigan State, when he literally did everything for that offense, when they had Andrew Maxwell at quarterback. Yep. Game number one against Boise State, he ran the ball 50 times for like 250 yards. Or yeah. Something like that. That's exactly what it reminds me of. And what do you think of Mel Tucker? Where, where are you at on him?
0: Um, I think, think he's, he's an intense coach. and I think so far it's been a great hire for Michigan State. If I'm not, If I'm being non-biased, I think it was a great no, hire you- for him.
3: He seems like a hell. He seems like a good coach, dude. I, you know what's funny is I was telling my uh, uncle and uh, Matt this on Three Point Pod. Is it's it, it, he has this stupid like the things he's doing really are stuff that not matter at all. Every time he gets on a plane, he's wearing like a $10,000, maybe even more, suit with the sunglasses. And, of course, they have their team photographer there to take a picture every time. It's like he's Derrick Henry. He's doing that. He's got the smart dog mantra. That's like what he calls their defense and um, everything. He's got that going. He's got the the script uh, cursive state logo going. Yeah, he does. He is pulling out all the recruiting stops. And I tell you what, we, we, were, we were in high school not that long ago. You're telling me that that dumb shit... Does not have a major impact on a recruit's brain,
0: dude. And in some cases, it's the only
3: thing they care about. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, Spartan Dogs. Hashtag Spartan Dogs in their uh, recruiting, uh, like tweet or uh, like their commitment letter. Yeah, and you know that's like something they think is sweeter than hell, and it is because it's
0: name. It is. No, it really is. It's an awesome little deal they got. Like, I wish like the blue collar, you know, Spartan Dogs. Right. Awesome. Awesome recruiting pitch. And, um, dude, yeah, we be- better be careful what we say here. At Mel Talk, they might be pretty good here in the future.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not looking good. Um, hell of a hire, but here's the thing with here's how I've always viewed Michigan and Michigan State. I want Michigan State to be good, I just don't want it to be Michigan. I mean, dude, is there anything worse than in those D'Antonio years when they were dog shit? and Michigan would just blitz them by 30. Like, no, no, one, no one enjoys that. That's yeah, not a fun. I want a game that's hype. I want a game – like, if you're – Harbaugh's very first year, right? The one yeah. three, five 5 one Michigan State was 6-0. and oh, That was about the most hype game that I've ever seen. It ended up being the trouble with the snap play. Uh, but that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm going for.
0: That's what we're building toward. That's why I hope Mel Tucker can bring them back to that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I hope. I hope they do. I mean – I mean, bring him back, dude. They beat us last year.
3: I know. That's what I mean. So, tell me this. Imagine this storyline. Jim Harbaugh gets ran out of town by Mel Tucker. Like, he's got to win that game, dude. I don't care if he ends up being fired after this year. He's got to beat Michigan State.
0: He's got to beat Michigan State. He hasn't beat them, dude. He doesn't beat them.
3: Like, I think he's got... Like like I said, he had like the two-year run or two- or three-year run when D'Antonio was ass that he he capitalized on with two back-to-back wins. But other than that, dude, I think he's got a losing record against
0: them. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Michigan State and Ohio State. Hasn't beat him yet.
3: (laughs) How did your uh, bets do from week one?
0: Yeah, actually uh, pretty decent. Um, So with it, I ended up – I started the day, obviously, Ohio State, like minus 13.5 win, uh, Northwestern, minus three and a half. Yep. Lost that man, you one. won
3: that by the, by the hair on your nuts. What? You won the Ohio State game, like,
0: freaking barely, man. Oh, like, yeah. You won
3: by 14. Yep. And you got it. I got it at 14. You got it at 13 and a half. So you won it. I pushed.
0: Yep. That sucks. Bingo. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, Fresno State, plus 20 and a half. Uh, they can put up points. That was an easy win. Lost to Clemson, two and a half. Lost Illinois, four and a half. One UCLA two and a half, one Arizona fifteen and a half, and then lost Notre Dame seven and a half. What a game that was though. I didn't even care at the end. I was just cheering. That was an awesome game.
3: It was a sweet ass game, man. Dude, for some reason that Sunday night game, every if you remember years past, Texas versus Notre Dame, the Texas is back uh, game, Yeah, um, the game this year. Uh, there's been uh, there's been a couple of other ones where for whatever reason every year that Sunday night game between like two like pretty good teams but it's never like
0: the top that 10 good teams, yeah it's a
3: good game every year
0: it is I agree I think it is uh so I mean did you watch any of the Monday night game I guess Ole Miss looked like world beaters
3: <laughs> no I honestly honestly I didn't I didn't I watched maybe five plays that was it uh just the, if Lane Kevin was coaching in the game I would have been a little bit more. Uh, like, amped up or been, been a tuned little bit in. more motivated to watch it, but it just wasn't not, nothing about the game drew me in.
0: Land sharks, man. Ole Miss looks very good. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> um,
3: uh, my my week one bets. I, I yeah, how, yeah, how did yours do? Two, uh, uh, one um, UCLA bet, easiest bet of my life. Northern Iowa. Boy, oh boy, are you lucky that they didn't end up winning that game. I, I nailed that game right on the head. Thirty-four point underdogs, they lose by six, ten to sixteen. Um, I asked you to actually place a one dollar bet on the money line, like plus ten thousand. Uh, would have won me a hundred bucks. Luckily, they did not end up winning, or we would have maybe not had a podcast anymore.
0: Yeah, that would have been How about that. How about that?
3: <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, I went two and two. You know, nothing to write home about. But I'm telling you what, I love. My picks uh, for next week. So let's just go back and forth. I'll start with my very first. Yeah, go for it. Locks. Let's
0: go locks right off the rip. Okay.
3: My lock. I think we actually might have the same one this week. Eastern (laughs) (laughs) plus twenty six at Wisconsin. It's a night game in Wisconsin. I really think Wisconsin is going to have a little bit of a hangover from that Penn State loss. They're going to take Eastern
0: a little bit for granted. Uh, Eastern does not get. Eastern is not Western. No, it is Eastern not. No, not they Western are Western. not. I can't. I can't wait for this one.
3: In these Power Five games, dude, they do not get blown out. Chris Drake it's his calling card, dude. He 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 flies the max flag whenever he has a chance. So, dude, I'm twenty six, but you're crazy if you don't throw a little bit on this money line. I'm telling you, I got a feeling that this is going to be the Eastern game and this is going to turn into the Eastern season where they finally win the back. That's the way I'm looking
0: at this. Chris Creighton has a, uh, has a saying. The saying is we will take on anybody anywhere, even in a parking lot full of broken glass. And, <laughs> and, and Chris Creighton always, I mean, as much as whether, you know, you like the guy or not, um, he brings it in these big 10, in these big 10 bouts. I mean, he does. I don't know if you've seen it on the, uh, on like online or whatever, but like, at, I mean, the last three years, they have been the slim Reaper of the big 10 of like the, you know, you ever seen like that, that picture of like the Reaper going into like all the different rooms and like blood coming out. Yes. Yeah. the uh, Eastern has been that Reaper uh, three years ago. Uh, they first big 10 win ever. They beat Rutgers at Rutgers the following year. They beat Purdue at Purdue the following year. They beat Illinois at Illinois. So what's different this year? Door number four. Door number four coming in hot. And it's
3: the it's the it's the last it's like the, the final it's the boss level, right? Lower level, they kind of work their way up. You know, Purdue is a big win. That's a like mid level Big Ten team. Now they're going to the top dogs. They're gonna win this game. Over oh, maybe they won't win, but dude, I tell you what, they're gonna they're gonna make the Mac proud. They're not gonna get their doors blown off. I don't care who they're going against. They're not gonna get their doors blown off. It does not happen.
0: No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. So, the, I agree. That is that is lock of the freaking week, especially with this podcast, with, oh, man, with all the stats out there. 26 and a half? This thing won't get past seven.
3: No, and here's what's, here's what's going to be kind of scary about that game is the only way that Wisconsin runs them out of the building is if they can just run all over them. And that's something you're going to realize in the very first drive. Like this game could it could go where Wisconsin has like a six, seven, eight play drive that are like seven runs, one pass, and it takes like ten minutes off the clock. That's a, but that's also the kind of the thing is as long as Eastern can keep them from having big plays. They're not going to put up enough – Wisconsin doesn't have the offense to put up that many points to win by more than 20 – no. win by four scores. Yeah. Unless it's like a 28-to-zip game. Like, that they just totally shut out Eastern. But I don't see that.
0: No. They won't. They will not do that. Um, It kind of – you want to continue with the locks? Um, I, I have two other – this is – I have two other locks.
3: All right. Throw them out. Let's give them back-to-back.
0: Back. All right. All um. Uh, we You kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, Iowa State, you and I. Iowa at Iowa State, and Iowa State opened up the favorite. Um, Iowa's going to blow their doors off, plus four and a half.
3: Here's what's scary. Okay, that is also my second pick. I don't like that we are aligned. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that at all. But who knows? <laughs> Maybe we're both one. onto something.
3: Two for two. We're, we're rolling. We're, we're together on this. All right, Number, what's your third pick?
0: Buffalo plus 13-and-a-half versus Nebraska. That's a no-brainer. Buffalo just won by 50, and Nebraska is the worst team in the Big Ten.
3: I don't hate that, but here's the thing about Nebraska is, oh, I, I don't know, man. It,
0: it, they're so they can't bad. They are that bad. They the, can't be that bad. They're, they're that bad. Buffalo's the best team in the MAC, And Buffalo— I, I
3: do like that pick. And especially if you wait until maybe Saturday morning, when that you know that's going to go up to 14. Just wait on it, dude.
0: Yeah. Or it could go the other way. I bet you it goes the other way. I bet you the more of the money's on Buffalo. To be completely honest, they looked very good. Um, Buffalo ended up. Uh, they actually little Mac talk. You know, Yo Yo likes his Mac talk. Um, Buffalo got at least three or four transfers from three or four other different Mac schools, and like some of them like were their best players. So like Buffalo is kind of low.
3: It
0: kind of is. It kind of is Mac super team. Yeah.
3: Yep. I love that. But, no, I love I love Iowa, dude. Iowa State is – they're that they're the team that's a fraud this year, 100%. I said it last week. I'm saying it again this week.
0: I didn't believe they, you for week one, but I believe you now.
3: And Iowa, dude, Iowa looks scary good against Indiana. They did. But Iowa – you know what you get every year with Kirk Ferentz in Iowa? Iowa State and Campbell, on the other hand, you don't know what you're getting week to week. So, if you're giving me plus four and a half in a rivalry game, Iowa, who has owned that state – uh, for the last one hundred years, give me them, give me and, them, and don't look don't look twice about it.
0: And don't here's the scary it. part. Here's the scary part. Against Indiana, a, a Big Ten opponent, they had what, how much they put up? Forty one points. Yes. When's the last time you saw an Iowa offense put up forty one points? This team could be like scary good. Like low key I mean, scary. The one, good. Like Big Ten West. There's always the one
3: Big Ten West team. You know whether it's. Uh, Wisconsin or Iowa that like kind of emergent or Northwestern that kind of breaks from the pack and without a doubt that's going to be Iowa this year.
0: Oh dude like I'm thinking like gives Ohio I'm we're just going to call gives Ohio State run for their money in the Big Ten championship.
3: Yeah it would not I mean we'll see I mean dude we got a long way to go until we're at that point but week one I mean how do you not say that? How do you not? I know they look that good. Ohio State looked beatable, and Iowa looked that good. I 100 see where you're coming from. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, what's your other pick?
3: My last pick. Uh, this is the one that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I love it or not. So, let me know what your thoughts are on it. But I'm marking it down as an official pick. Illinois plus ten versus Virginia.
1: I hate that pick. Listen, I don't know. I, I, Illinois. Maybe I'm just going because I want. That
3: was like I watched an entire game of Illinois, and I'm a Brett Bielma guy. But man Virginia dude, what is Virginia so good like Virginia catching 10 This should be a pick'. So it's not something
0: you're, you're to taking a you're taking just, you're taking right in. last week I did an Illinois bat last week and I lost it I don't take the Bilma bait man. They were good week zero there, <laughs> It's still Illinois.
3: It is Illinois, but it's also Virginia. I mean, good lord. When was the last time Virginia had a good football team? Nineteen
0: thirty eight? No, yeah, you're right. I don't know why it's ten either, but I'm still staying That's away from it. That's what
3: I mean. That. It was just one of those lines where it's like, Man, I feel like this should be like Virginia plus three, not Virginia plus ten or Virginia or Virginia minus three, not Virginia minus ten. So just for
0: that alone, I'm like, I, I just gotta take this. I just don't see this I don't see this line making sense. That's a scary pick, man. That's a scary pick.
3: No, if I had to say my two locks, I'm 100 percent with you. Let's let's make it. I'm gonna make my two locks as well, just to stay in lockstep with you. I love those two picks. I'm putting if I if I if I'm putting my units, I'm putting four units on each of those games, and I'm putting one unit on Illinois. That's the way I view that.
0: Yeah, I yep. I would do, I would probably do the exact same. Um, I would not put any money on Illinois though. I would just do probably five units on both locks.
3: <laughs> all right have we gone through all your picks do you
0: have any left oh yeah i got other picks i'll just rattle off the other ones um do you have any more should we just keep going back no, and back? that's
3: it I'm, I'm, nope i'm just i threw out those are my three
0: okay i'll just kind of honorable mentions here i got ohio state minus 14 and a half um they're playing oregon oregon looked like dog shit week one uh they also never have a defense in ohio state and and,
3: and and oregon's best player Thibodeau is
0: out yeah and yep Thibodeau's out um i was i was getting to that um Pivotal out. in um, yeah, Ohio State, we found out very um, late in that game against Minnesota that they can literally score at will um, two plays, and they like just throw up a – no one can stick with their wideouts. So they're going to beat o- Oregon by like 50. Um, <laughs>
3: Dude, um, listen to this. Alabama had a wide receiver who transferred from Ohio State. It was Alabama's number one receiver week one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Transferred out of Ohio State, stud wide out of
0: Alabama. Think about that. That's how loaded that wide receiver room is. Yeah, it's loaded. It's loaded, dude. <laughs> Those wide outs like are running. Um, if everyone's running at like zero point eight speed, um, these are running at like full percent point oh one point right. oh one point oh speed. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just run all over. Like they run all over. Um, another pick I like. Um, I I think we both don't like it because. It, You know, this guy looks phenomenal now. Um, Pitt is a a three-and-a-half point favorite against Tennessee, but Joe Milton is going to continue his um, race to the Heisman now that he's away from Michigan and Tennessee plus three-and-a-half. They look pretty good week one. (laughs) I love that pick. I'm I'm with you. Ride Milton until the the wheels fall off. The the wheels will fall off in one of these games, but ride them until Why, dude, why not, dude? Uh, He was all super tense up in Michigan, you know, had to do it the Michigan way. And he gets to to Tennessee, and they go, just ball, bro. And he goes out there and balls.
3: uh, Now, put this in your brain. Joe Milton, like imagine it's a split screen, two photos. Joe Milton in Michigan uniform. Joe Milton in the all-white Tennessee checkerboard uniform. I mean, he's like a he's a Heisman winner at Tennessee. He's a bench scrub at Michigan. Just a, just from uniform alone. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Well, Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer to ride him, especially against a pit team that's favored. I don't know. I feel like some of these are glitches, man. Some of these lines this week are like make you uh, rethink it when really you shouldn't.
1: Right.
0: Um. And then the last, uh, last two, I have Rutgers minus one and a half. We were talking about it at Syracuse. Rutgers is a good Big Ten team. They're not who they were five years ago. They put up 61 points last week, and their offense is explosive. There's no way that they um, lose this game. Syracuse is always like Syracuse. They kind of suck. Um, yeah, so that – I
3: Syracuse was good. Like what was that? Three or four years ago under Dino Babers.
0: Whoa wow, you know, yeah, they almost beat Clemson every year. They're so good.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, all right. I, all right. I, I don't hate that pick. I'm, I'm kind of with you on the Rutgers. Is people are picking against Rutgers just off of
0: what's happened.
3: Like, yeah, but they're not Rutgers of yesteryear. They're not.
0: They're really not. Um, I hope you. I hope we can get some people believing in the Rutgers. It's um, just like, I, all right, last the, pick. Last pick, um, you like it? I like it. Night game, big house, Michigan minus six and a half. Um, yep. I think it's a no brand. I mean, that's probably like probably my I would say my riskiest pick I have, just for the fact that you never know what's going to happen with Washington. But all you know is they are three and zero. All you need to know is that they're three and zero in night games. Maze out. It's going to be a maze crowd. That's going to be, like, there's going to be drone shots. It's going to be the big house at 100% full capacity. It's going to be rocking and rolling. Pop evil, you know. And the big house. We're going to get loud.
3: Yeah, that's a game that you're smart to jump on it now because, dude, I wouldn't be shocked at five game time. That's like eight and a half. Yep. Yep. Michigan Lions always do that. You got to get on them first thing of the week or else you're going to be, you know, you're, gonna, you're gonna be three points off of where it started.
0: Perfect is perfect because today the lines actually came out. Wednesday they usually come out. So um,
3: yeah, lock that in now. Locking
0: her in six and a half. Go blue. I love.
3: Yeah, I mean, I love that pick. I mean, to be honest, I think I'm gonna add that to my card. Add that to my betting card. I'm adding that as my fourth pick. Michigan minus six and a half and Washington. Uh, I love it, dude. I mean, I, in my two locks last uh, last week, I was two and zero. So let's see. I mean. Uh, two and two total last week. As long as you don't have a losing week, you're rolling in my book.
0: Yep. Oh, I think so too. Um, or you just bet. You just bet enough where a losing week, you're okay because you won big money on other ones.
3: Yep. Uh, all right. Real quick, before we wrap this up, NFL Week One's kicking off. Uh, Buccaneers versus, uh the Cowboys tomorrow for the opening game Thursday night. Uh, I mean, what are you even like? What are the big storylines you're kind of like grasping onto for the NFL this year?
0: Um, I mean, I guess my biggest story is like how Dak is going to be, um, like, just like NFL talk in general, not biased with the Eagles or anything, but, um, like how is Dak going to implement in, um, like back and like they paid him all that money and then just to kind of see what's going to happen with them. Um, see if he can stay healthy. I would say does Brady go back and win another one. How does Rogers fare with, um, like with. You know, in Green Bay, after all, like the holdout situation. Um, How is Jalen Hurts going to work out? Is is Motor City Dan going to work out in in at the Lions? Uh, How is Tua Tua going to work out? Like, there's a lot of there's so many different great storylines that are going to have in the NFL. I can't wait.
3: There really are. Um, Let's let's throw a couple just a couple big predictions. Uh, I'm going to throw three big predictions I have for this year number one, I think two is legit. People seem to be 50-50 on whether or not he's going to be like a a pro bowl quarterback. I think he is. I think it was just the injury. It was a weird season last year with COVID shortened uh, off season. Didn't have time with the playbook. I really think he's going to be legit. Um, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. I think they're really going to surprise and starting off with Thursday night, I think they're going to come in uh, into Tampa Bay and they're just going to light the world on fire. They have so many weapons on that offense. I mean, and Ted Prescott is a stud. I, I, I'm not sure why it's like people don't give him the credit and why the Cowboys were, like, dragging their feet and paying the guy. Dude, he's a stud. He's going to have a huge year. Cowboys, maybe that's just because I watched Hard Knocks. Yeah. I think they're an 11-12 win team. I think they're going to shock everybody. Dude, no way. And then Motor City, Dan. Uh, I, it's, it's too early to tell whether, like, you can't really make a prediction on whether it's going to be a successful 10-year or not. Just looking at week one versus the 49ers, listen, the barometer is this. If you remember, Matt Patricia did game number one, New York Jets, Monday night. About the lowest night for Detroit Lions fans that we've ever had in our entire life. Do you remember, that was the game where we got blitzed. Uh, It came out, like, a day later that the Jets, like, knew our play calls before we were even going up. Sam Darnold, that was like a Sam Darnold coming out party, which ended up being complete uh, Um, falsery. But it was just totally embarrassing. So as long as Campbell and Jared Goff can just not totally embarrass us in week one, it's a victory in my book.
0: Yeah, um, I'm excited to see how goony Jared Goff looks in a Lions uniform.
3: I'm rooting for it, man. I mean... (laughs) I'm not saying he's going to be the freaking next uh, Drew Brees, but, hey, maybe he's going to be just a serviceable quarterback where give it a year, give it next offseason, we flip this guy for something worth something.
0: Yeah, that would be something. Uh, I'm with that. Another big, I would say, when you just went through your uh, news stories that you're excited for. uh, Another team in the NFC North, probably one of the more exciting ones for me just because I think he's an electric player in the NFL. Hated him in college. We both did. Um, Justin Fields, At Chicago Bears is probably going to take the reins over. Uh, I'm thinking, my guess is like prediction week four, he's going to take the reins and um, he's going to ride with it and the Bears are going to have a quarterback.
3: Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know. That Bears, like I, I seriously think Ryan Nagy, of all the NFL coaches that I'm just like, that guy is an idiot. That guy is probably number one on my list. I just think they need to fire his ass and get him out before he ruins Justin Fields, like the same way he ruined Mitch Trubisky.
0: Yeah, probably. But at the same time, I don't know, like, is Fields that good? I hope he is. So that's a huge one. Um, Number two, I mean, big-time story for our fantasy team as well, a guy we're going to be taking close, have close looks at all year, Najee freaking Harris and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be an absolute stud.
3: I think so too. I mean, dude, Bama running backs, or just basically anyone that comes out of Bama, they're a stud. Like right from day one. Like everything I'm hearing about uh, Patrick Sertain, uh, who is the cornerback for the Denver Broncos. Yep, this guy literally walked into the league and he's like a Pro Bowler. Yeah, way, from yep. everything I read, dude, dude, that's just what you get from Bama.
0: You do. You get plug and I call them. There's a term I like to call them. It's a plug and play. <laughs> Alabama athletes are plug and plays in the NFL. Literally, literally, um, literally every three. single one of them. Mac Jones, plug and play. certain plug and play. Um, Najee Harris, plug and play. Waddle, uh, Waddle, um, plug and play. Devontae Smith, plug and play. Um, <laughs> dude, you can go on and on. It's like the, it's
3: like AAA for like Alabama is like AAA for the NFL.
0: Dude, they literally are their whole team are plug and plays. It is. It literally is. All right,
3: storyline number three.
0: Uh storyline number three. I mean, everyone's looking at it. Obviously, me being a fan, how is Jalen Hurts going to work out um, in Philly? That's a huge thing, especially like uh, there's just a lot of questions right now. You know, why did they? Why are they trying to get another backup? You know, they they signed uh, Mr. Trubisky as a as a backup. Like, Not what? Mr. Uh, Garner Minshew. Minshew. Oh shit! I don't know why I said that.
3: <laughs> Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> No, it's whatever. But yeah, no. I, here's here's my thing with the Eagles, dude. One, it, from what I've heard, is that team is just going to be flat out horrendous. So <laughs> yeah, who told you that? Yourself? Good or not? I'm just telling you whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I circle this head coach, Sir, Sirianni. Um, all I've seen is like pictures of him at press conferences, and all I gotta say is this guy looks like a complete idiot. Did you
0: see what he wore to this? Uh, he wore to like this last press conference. <laughs>
3: no i didn't what was it
0: full phillies um phillies like uniform dude this guy might be this guy is a jackass i
3: don't know (laughs) maybe it's the fact that his opening press conference he like literally couldn't talk and you had that with the chin strap beard all i'm saying is my original reading on this guy says
0: idiot i haven't even seen him coach yet i think he's a jackass (laughs)
3: <laughs> you're already out on him. And you're supposed to be Eagles for life. Well,
0: here's the thing. I think 75% of Eagles fans are already out on him anyway.
3: It, it, when you're opening, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean you can't coach, but you've got to be able to talk without.
0: You know, Eagles fans. You know how Eagles fans are. Like, you know, they're going to write you off right when he started stuttering in that press conference. 100%.
3: 100%. Oh, I can't wait, man. Football is 100% back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do we got anything else before we wrap this pot up?
0: No, I mean, I'm just so happy to be back in the swing of, you know, this and um, and just, yeah, college football, full force back. NFL football, full force back. Um, it's a yeah, great These day to be alive.
3: three weeks when college football, when it's all fresh, these next, like, three weeks in September are the best football weekends of the entire year. Have you have the fresh, like, it's still summery out. It's not cold out. You, uh, you have the appreciation because the season just started. All your teams are still alive and doing good. It, it's the best three weeks of football. So I don't know.
0: I, it's pretty good, but I don't think nothing beats like that, like, late October, early November. You know, like, fall leaves in the air and... You know, everyone's just kind of bundled, bundled up at home watching football. I love that as well.
3: I do, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, the, the Sunday, October 15th, when it's like 60 degrees out, sun's out, leaves are starting to Beautiful, fall. beautiful. Perfect. It's a perfect day. It really is. I can picture it now. But, all right, uh, that's about it from me, Yo-Yo Ball. Uh, thanks again for all the listeners out there. Make sure you subscribe. Like we said, right off the rip of this podcast, we are now on Spotify.
0: We Which are awesome. big time. The best way. Big time move.
3: It's the best way to listen to podcasts, one hundred percent. So make sure you check us out on there. Subscribe on there if you're only subscribed on SoundCloud right now. For fast and yo-yo, I'm sending us out. Yo yo ball, send us out, son. See you later. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. It's
0: freezing up. I'm just waiting for it to Rolling
2: down a backwoods. Tennessee byway, one arm on the wheel, holding my lover with the other, a sweet, soft southern thrill. Worked hard all week, got a little jingle on a Tennessee Saturday night, couldn't feel better. I'm together With my Dixieland delight Spend my dollar Park in a holler Needs a mountain moonlight Hold her up tight Make a little loving, A little turn it up in On a Mason-Dixon night This my life Oh, so right My Dixieland delight. Whitetail buck deer munching on clover. Red-tailed hawk sitting on a limb. Chubby old groundhog croaking bullfrog. Free as a feeling in the wind. Homegrown country girl gonna give me a whirl on a Tennessee Saturday night. Lucky as a seven, living in heaven. My Dixie land tonight. Spend my time. My life goes oh, so